Our scriptures this morning center around the idea that uh, a Christian is to offer their prayers uh, to God. And Pastor Keith is going to preach around these and one or two others. Uh, that idea that uh, we pray as a community, for a community, and in a community. So uh, join with me if you would. If you would cast your eyes in the Bibles in your hands or the words on your screen uh, and hear these words. First from Galatians and then second from 1 Timothy. Paul instructs us, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And to Timothy he writes, I urge then... First of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. These are the words of God for the people of God, and I know that Pastor Keith is fixing to flesh them out for us so would you join with me? Would you pray for him? Lord Jesus, as Pastor Keith comes to stand upon the chancel of this sanctuary and reach to you for the words that he is to speak to this people, we ask, O oh Lord, that you might grace him, that you might bless him, that you might install in him the words that you would have us hear. O oh God, bless Pastor Keith as he leads us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Christians come together on this great team. Now, in the book of, of Acts chapter 1, there's a passage where it talks about what the apostles did after Jesus rose from the dead, and then he ascended up out of heaven before, or, or to heaven. Before he did that, he gives them the great commission where he tells them at the end of Matthew's gospel, go into the world and preach my gospel to every nation and, and baptize people and turn them into disciples, and I'll be with you for the, till the end of the age. That's, that's my paraphrase. And, and so he gives them this incredibly important mission. He says, you've got this, this huge hill to climb, this, 
this mission that I'm giving you, now, now go into Jerusalem and wait for me to show up with the power of the Holy Spirit, and then I'll tell you what you're supposed to do. So, so what you have here in, in Acts chapter 1 are the apostles gathered together, and they're having kind of their first, the first ever church council meeting up in this, in this room, waiting to see what happens. Now, we have a lot of meetings in this church. We have a lot of leadership situations, and, and we try to come up with strategies and formulas and plans. And I tell you what, if we would have been, uh, you know, able to, to capture what these guys talked about in this meeting, I think that would have been extremely important. But we don't have a record of what they said, but we do have a record of what they did. And I think maybe that's because what they did was more important than what they said. And here's what Acts chapter 1 tells us what they did. I'll read this to you. It says in chapter 1, verses 12 through 14, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. You see, these disciples had a great mission to which they needed to prepare themselves for, but what we see is that their, their method of preparation, their practice, so to speak, was to gather together in this little community and pray. That's how they prepared. And certainly as Christians, we need to offer our prayers in community. We need to come together and pray. Now, I know that there's scripture that talks about going into your prayer closet and praying. We talked about that last week a little bit, how you're to pray in secret and in silence, or not silence, but, but alone. And that's because Jesus wants us to have a personal relationship with God through prayer. But yet at the same time, we see from the example of the apostles and from the words of Christ that there's power when we gather together in community. You see, when you pray in community, and what I mean by that is this, you coming together with a group of other people and talking about and praying the things that are going on in your life. I mean, it's that simple. Praying in community. When you do that, it, it does three things, that are, or two things that I think are incredibly important. Number one is it, it binds us together. When you pray in community, you know, we have a little, uh, a little uh, young adult Bible study that meets at my house on Sunday nights. And, and we gather together, and we, we study the Bible a little bit, but the, I think my favorite part of the night is when we talk about the things that are going on in lives that we need prayer for. Because it's in those moments when, when we get to learn what we're really going through. It's in those moments when we find out that someone's applying for a job, or someone's grandmother is sick, or someone's friend has, has a problem, or someone's really struggling with depression, or, or, or whatever it might be. It's in those moments when we gather together, and then we lock arms, and we pray for one another. It binds us together in an incredible way when we pray in community. And, and if you're not doing that currently, I, I invite you to really experience that. I invite you to, to find a way to make that happen in your life because you need that experience. You need that, that, that practice time together. It binds us together. And, and number two is it helps us bear each other's burdens. See, Mike read that scripture from Galatians 2 that says that we are to bear one another's burdens, and in so doing, we fulfill the law of Christ. You see, the, the law of Christ is to, to, to love others and to live for others and to serve others. And, and as we pray in community, we're given that opportunity to do so. You see, you can compete in wrestling as an individual, but you can't practice without your teammates. Did you know that? 
And in Christianity, you can compete. You can go out and live your life by yourself. We run into people all the time that say things like that, right, Pastor Mike? Right? Oh, I don't need to go to church because I got this Jesus thing happening, just me and God. You can have that, but you can't practice that without other people. You can't fulfill the law of Christ without other people. And one of the ways that we bear each other's burdens is through prayer. You need to have other people praying for you. They need to know what's going on in your life. They need to know how to do that for you, and you need to do that for others. We need to carry those burdens. Pray in community. It's important. And the second thing is to pray as community. Now, what does that mean? Praying as community. Those are the moments that that we come together in our worship services or, or, or wherever we may find ourselves where as a larger group, we pray together to God for something. And it might be we pray the Lord's Prayer, which we just did. When we pray that prayer as a community, you as a believer have vowed yourself to make that prayer from the heart, united with one another. Now, if you're just going through the motions when you're saying that prayer, you're not experienced praying as community. But when you can look at one another, and, and there's a lot of different types of people in this room. My, my gut would tell me that we probably aren't all the same, or that we probably don't agree on some of the same things. We, we probably have different things that we think are the most important things we should be doing in church. We probably have areas that, that, if it were our way, would be different than one another's ways. But when we come together to pray the Lord's Prayer, we are all united. When we come together to lift up prayers for our, for our, 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 our community, when we pray for one another, we are united. You see, praying as community, it creates unity. <clears throat> it brings us together. It helps us. You know, we used to have to get up early in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, and go to school, and we had to run around the halls because we, you know, because it was wintertime, and you're trying to, to, to cut weight and get in shape. And I remember not feeling like I wanted to do that <clears throat> when I was in high school and just, you know, kind of wandering in like a zombie in, into, the, into the school. But as soon as I saw my teammates there, lacing up their shoes, getting their sweatshirt on, getting ready to go. It kind of gave me some strength. And I remember we used to, to jog through the halls, and, and, we, and we'd go, and my coach, our, our assistant coach, uh, he was really cool. His name was Keith, and he would, he, he would uh, just fly past us. He was also the cross-country coach. This guy was like a crazy athlete. And, and he would lap us as we went in the hallways, and as he would come up behind you, he'd be yelling your name. He'd be like, there's Nestor. He's going to be a champion this week. And, I, and then he'd probably chuckle underneath his breath, but he'd be like, he's going to make it. And he'd get us going, and we'd, we'd get running, and we'd really work hard. And, and, but because when we gather together, even though we might be tired or, or worn down, when we have the team with us, there's strength, there's power there. I'd have never been able to do any of that stuff it was if it was just me on my own. Just like with our faith. When we come together and we offer these prayers to the Lord, you know, they're, they're powerful. But, but we need that unity that comes together when, when all of us lock arms and say we're taking this thing. Also, when we pray as community, it really helps us to define our focus. It helps us to, to say, these are the things that we're going to pray for together. Now, I'm not going to ask, as a leader of the church, if I wanted to lead a prayer, I'm not going to ask for something together in prayer that is going to hurt one of my brothers or sisters in this room. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for those things that we can create a definition of focus around and, and, and move in that direction. When we gather together as a body, as a, as a prayer, and, and we do this before the worship service every morning, uh, every Sunday morning, Pastor Mike and Vicki and Val and myself, we, we gather together and we sit right here and we talk about what's going on in the church. And, and we say some prayers. We, we, I could do that alone, and I probably do, and Mike does, the others as well. But it's when we gather together, it helps us to find our focus. It's like Mike will say to us, what's happening with our, with our family today, meaning this body? And it helps us to find what we're trying to do in the morning. It helps us to understand what we're all about when we gather these prayers as a community. Very important. And finally, praying as a community, it, it moves the heart of God. It moves God. Now, I know that's kind of weird for us theologically to wrap our minds around because, because God is immovable, right? Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know that the Bible says that, that he's immovable in that way because the scriptures tell us that when, when people gather together for prayer, the heart of God is moved. In fact, Jesus told his disciples, he told them in Matthew's gospel, he said, Again, I tell you truly that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. You've read that scripture. You've heard that scripture. But what does it mean? Basically, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get everything that we want because I can grab Corey here and say, hey, Corey, let's, let's just agree together that we're going to win the lottery next week, like the guys at Quaker Oats or whatever. I, you know, I don't know that God is going to say, that's our prayer that's going to be answered because you agreed on it. But the, the, the spirit of that passage is this, that when we gather as community— when we gather together and offer our prayers, that God is moved by that. It moves the heavens and the earth. So, so here's my question for you. Are you part of that? When we pray these prayers as community, is your heart fully engaged? Let me tell you something. If you're not here, it's not. If, if you're not here, that's one of the things you miss out on. When, when, when you don't come to worship, you miss out on that praying as community. You see, that's one of the great things about gathering together when we pray we're uniting ourselves behind God's will. And the Bible says that makes a difference. Now, we get together. We, we pray for one another. We lift each other up in community. We pray as community. And I'm kind of in my mind, I'm envisioning this, this process of conditioning, of practice, of drilling, of, of strengthening, of team building. And then now it's time to step out into the arena. It's time to step out. And what is the way that we are to do that as Christians? Sure, we, we live our lives in all sorts of ways. But when it comes to prayer, the answer is this. We pray for community. We pray for community. For the church, this community, and for our greater community, the world. This is our arena of prayer. This is our competition. And you, you heard what Pastor Mike said earlier when he read this passage from 1 Timothy. And I want to set it up just a little bit too, or expound upon it a little bit. 1 Timothy is writing to a group of people who are being persecuted by their government, by their community, because of their faith. And this is his advice to those who are being persecuted on how they are to respond and how they are to enact change and then what that does to them as people. He says, I urge you, I urge then first of all that petitions and prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceable and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. 
This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. You see, when you pray for community, what that does in us is it shows us, number one, that the answer to the problems in our community are not solved by us making a bunch of noise and freaking out or having violent revolutions. The answer to our problems, the way that we get to live peaceable, holy, quiet lives is because we have given it to God. We have prayed. Now, I know right now in, in our community, in our, in our nation, there's all of these ads and all the political climate, and there's a lot of, you know, tension surrounding that. Do we as believers rest in the fact that we've prayed for that? Do we pray for our community? How do we solve the problems? The Bible tells us, you know, not to be uninvolved, but first and foremost, he says, pray. And we as believers are called to do that. We're called to pray for our community. We're called to, to think about the problems that, are, that, are having, that we're having in society. And first and foremost, before we get out there with our signs or with our policies or with our petitions or with our, our, our you know, whatever, we're called first to pray. We're called first to pray. You see, when we pray for our community, it binds us to God's heart for the world. Because God's heart is for the world. Did you read that passage where it said that God desires that all people be saved? That he wants everybody? His heart is to love this world. We know that Jesus came because God loved the world. When God looks at the issues of our world, his heart is moved by that. And ours needs to be too. When we come before God and say, God, our desire is for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are bound closer to the heart of God. We pray for community. It helps us see the big picture. It helps us be reminded that we are not the point. We're not the point. God's the point. And what God wants to do through us in this world. I heard a preacher say one time at a, at a conference I went to that God's response to the needs and hurts of the world is the church. Think about that. When God looks down and sees the, the, the hurts and problems of the world, and he says, I'm going to fix that, he sends us. He sends us. We are his loving response. We're to pray for our community. We're to think about that. We are not the point. God's will is the point. So as we step out into our arena to compete, we have to remember how we do so. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, the scriptures tell us, but against powers and principalities, against every, the ruler of the air. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, but we don't compete alone. We compete strong as a team. And finally, praying for community, it pleases God. It pleases God. So in all of our planning and strategizing, we need to be a team. We need to lock arms. We need to, to have someone there when we show up and we don't feel like getting out there, when we, we don't feel like we have the strength, we don't feel like we can do it. We need to look around and see others who spur us on to holiness, who push us towards running that race that God has set before us because it's an important race. A member of the church, a member of Christ, offers their prayer. You know, one of the ways that we do that here, and I saw one of these over here, 
at, at this church is we have these, these little blue prayer, prayer cards that we fill out at the beginning of every month. You know, these are, these are great. This is how you offer your prayer. Do you know that? But, but I know what some of you think. This is a prayer request card. And, and what a lot of people do with these prayer request cards, which is what they're intended to do, by the way, is they write down what they want us to pray for. And sometimes these prayer requests are kind of like the prayers we see in community where someone says, oh, I'm, I'm, I have a job interview or, or my, my grandmother's sick or I have a health problem. And we pray for those requests. You know, and, and those, are, those are neat to pray for. And we offer those prayers, absolutely. Sometimes we see prayers as community that, that we as a body would be united. We see those things, that God would move in our church. And those are, those are fun to pray too. And also I see sometimes coming through here on these prayer cards, prayers for community that God would bring a revival to our city, that God would do a mighty act through First United Methodist Church, that God would, would reveal himself to this broken world, and that we would see God move actively. Participate in that. Let God move you together in that. Let your hearts be united together. We need all the prayers we can get. This church needs your prayers, and if, and if you've taken those membership vows, you've promised to do that. And I want you to just scan your mind right now and ask yourself, am I doing that? Am I praying in community? Are there people in my life that know what my deepest needs are and that are praying for me? Or do I just stuff them and keep them to myself? When we, when we have prayers as a church, is my mind and my soul engaged on those prayers? Am I truly throwing my lot in and participating with that? Or am I just kind of, you know, going through the motion because it's that time of the service? Think about that. And when I come before God to ask for my daily bread, when I come before God to, to bring in my requests, and when we do that, are we thinking about just ourselves or are we thinking about the big picture, God's need for the world. You know, I know it's kind of difficult sometimes to, to just stand up and say, hey, I want to pray in community. Who wants to have a little prayer circle? People will be freaked out about that. But if you need to do that, if you need somebody to pray with you, I, I want to just invite you to come by the church and do that. Now, we're all busy. We're in meetings and all this kind of stuff. Tomorrow and Tuesday, we've got like three or two three-hour sessions to learn about some computer program upstairs in the Carnegie Center. If you need prayer, stop by. I'll, if I have to sacrifice being in that meeting to come pray with you, I, I will do that, okay? You might have a whole quorum of people just, you know, running out of that room, except for Craig. He'll be up there, passionate. But, but you know, that, that invitation is there. But you know what? Let me tell you something. These are great people up here, okay? There's great people back there. But you know what? There's also great people right here. You, you don't need us. We're not, like, special. I have a friend of mine who, who, no matter what I tell him, he never shakes this picture of me. But he's like, he runs a business. He comes to me sometimes, and he's kind of rough around the edges. He'll go, Pastor Keith, I just need you to say a prayer, man. It was a rough week last week. Got bills I got to pay, and I don't know if it's coming in. You know, I need you to put it, put it in with the big man for me. You know, I know you're his guy, and he'll listen to you, you know. And I'm like, man, you don't need me to do that for I will, gladly, but you know what? I don't, have any, I don't have his cell phone number, right? I don't have any special access to God that you don't have. So grab one of your friends. Grab a family member. Grab some guys at work or some women at the whatever. And, and, and get in community. And begin to pray and ask that God would move. That's what we offer, and it's powerful. 
Sometimes people say, oh, I need to go on this mission trip. I need your money and, you know, your prayers. You know what? Praying is huge. It moves the heart of God. It binds us together, and it reminds us of the big picture. So may we together recognize what God has called us to. May we train one another and, and shape one another, and may we compete well in this arena of, of God's mission for the world to which we are called to win and which God has already said the victory is his and ours in Christ. Let's pray together right now. Lord God, this is a momentous task and idea to begin to consider, Lord, what it means that a Christian offers their prayers. But Lord, I believe that today, if, if, if we are more aware of our need to pray as community and in community and for community, Lord, that that is a win. God, help us to, to bind ourselves together, Lord, that your will might be done that we might be strengthened, that we might be united and encouraged, Lord, so that this world may be changed because of who you are. Remind us of that calling. Remind us of that vow. In Jesus' name, amen.